0: Aloha, my name is Christopher Domicchio, and I've decided to write yet another novel and just put it out there for free. Um, it's COVID-19 time, and you know who knows what the world's going to be like now or later, but I wanted to get this one out, and uh, so I'm writing it on my blog at vagabond.com, and uh, I figured since I'm doing that, I'll go ahead and read it to you as we go. So, here we go. You can find it either at vagabond.com or averygoodnovel.com, which, uh, that works. So, let's begin. The name of the novel is A Very Good Novel Coronavirus by Christopher Domitio, that's me. Prologue, A History of the World and Her Apes. Once upon a time, there was a beautiful planet filled with chaotic and beautiful landscapes, flora, fauna, and amazing oceanic and geologic events. Things pretty much went the way things go on any planet with life. There were good times. There were bad times. There were mass extinctions. There were cataclysmic events that included but were not limited to meteors, tsunamis, volcanoes, earthquakes, ice ages, and much more. And so it went. The planet produced life in abundance and killed that life in abundance. Sometimes the planet used one form of life to kill other forms of life. Sometimes the planet took a break and simply enjoyed a necessary state of homeostasis. It was during one of these periods of restful equilibrium that the monkeys and the apes started fucking things up. It's a long story and it's been told many times. I don't want to bore you with all the details, so I'm going to summarize it in as little space as possible. Purgatoria were built to fuck. They fucked and they fucked and they fucked. As a result of always fucking and always looking for something else to fuck, these little fuckers spread throughout Eurasia and Africa and became the common ancestor for all of the family of animals known as primates. The primates all kept their ancestors' proclivities for making new descendants and also for filling pretty much any unoccupied ecological niche that they might come across. This led to the diversity of primates known as lemurs, lorises, bush babies, tarsiers old world monkeys, new world monkeys, and apes. While each of these branches is interesting, it's the apes that we will focus on because they also kept doing what they did best, which eventually led to many different species of human living at the same emergent time. This was all in the blink of the planet's eye, so she didn't really notice. The human species interbred, migrated, adapted, and began to fight for space. A particularly nasty branch of the humans, fucked, killed, ate, and exterminated all the other branches. Bye-bye, Homo habilis, Homo rudolfensis, Homo erectus, Homo heidelbergensis, Homo rodentius, Neanderthal, Denisovan, Homo florensis, and Homo luzonensis. And hello, Homo sapiens, the one and only survivor of the great human wars. There can only be one, at least... There can only be one if the winner is Homo sapiens, because these things were the most illogical, selfish, and nasty creatures that the planet had ever spawned. Oh, I can hear you right now. But wait, I'm one of those. You, me, you're one of those. We're not so bad. Think about Martin Luther King and Jesus and Helen Keller. Okay, yes, I admit it. Some of us, some humans, are good. But unfortunately that is a weak aberration from the species norm not the default setting those good humans they deserve to be worshipped revered and treated with respect listened to it's true there are some very 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 good humans and they usually get killed by the others then when they are dead their message or their life is twisted around and used to help some other human either literally or metaphorically fuck as many other humans as possible in truth the only thing that kept human species going was the fact that they loved to fuck so much And the natural result of that was more humans, and since they didn't blink at incest, for most of their existence, they didn't blink at any atrocity that most other animals avoided, in fact, they became progressively more and more brutal, vicious, and conniving, while also becoming completely insane and frankly fucking evil. Humans were evil. In the space of a few thousand years, they wiped out the other human species, created huge tribal empires, dehumanized each other, normalized enslaving and committing genocide upon one another, and developed mad genius processes that included, but were not limited to, chemical warfare, nuclear warfare, wage slavery, corporate capitalism, chattel slavery, and industrial production, paired with the military conquest. These were things that no sane animal would think of, but as we've established, these were not rational or sane animals, they were completely and totally fucking insane. So, moving on. They poisoned rivers, lakes, oceans, the sky, the land, and each other. They literally shit where they ate, over and over, and then coined phrases of remarkable wisdom, such as, don't shit where you eat. They leveled mountains, flattened forests, exterminated entire species, caged everything they could, enslaved each other using chains, whips, guns, technology and psychological techniques, and... And this is the amazing part. The whole while they were doing this, they were patting themselves on the back and congratulating themselves on progress. They wrote declarations and manifestos and they declared human rights and universal brotherhood and all the whole time they came up with new ways to stick it to each other. Jesus and Buddha and others came and said wise things that generally came down to don't treat each other like shit because you don't want it to be treated like shit and neither does anybody else. For that, Jesus got nailed to some sticks and Buddha got fed some ans- rancid meat. J.P. Morgan came along and said, Hey, these guns are really cheap and they blow up in your face if you try to shoot them. But I can buy them cheap and sell them to the people fighting against slavery. But really, most of them are probably fighting for other reasons. But let's not go there and make a huge profit. And he did that. And people worshipped him for it. Just as they had worshipped the slave-owning trader who founded their country and all the tyrants, kings, dictators, and despots of the past. Yes, I hear you again. Slave owning trader? You mean the founder of the United States? General George Washington? Yes, a man who bought and sold other humans and swore an oath more than once to support the King of England and then betrayed that oath and led an uprising so he could make more profit and buy more slaves. In any event, I don't mean to pick on General Washington. He was no worse than most of the other power-hungry men around him, and considerably better than many, depending on how you define the term better. In any event, he started a country to find a way of rule and made sure that the power stayed in his court until he was pretty sure that the power he had was secure. Then he nobly stepped away. For the next 240 years, his country ran with a charade that they were defenders of man, the beacon of liberty, and the bastion of hope and democracy. All the while, his country was enslaving, committing genocide, breaking treaties, stealing land, raping, pillaging, and figuring out new ways to do all of the above without sounding like the bad guy. If ever there was a winner of the War of Hearts and Minds, it was the United States of America from about 1776 to 2016. Even when they fought wars for made-up reasons or invaded countries to take their resources, the USA always was able to justify itself as the policeman of the world or the defender of democracy. Which is pretty funny if you think about it and ignore the millions of dead and suffering that came from it. The USA developed the atomic bomb and even though the war was more or less over, dropped a couple of them on Japan just to make sure that they knew they had lost. The 100,000 killed in the firebombing of Tokyo wasn't enough for Truman. I could go on, I could justify what I'm saying, I could point to sources and references, but justification is one of the things we do best. And if you don't want to agree with me, I have confidence that your ability to justify your position will be at least equal to my ability to justify mine. Humans can steal from a poor person, a poor person much poorer than themselves, and then find a good reason for why that was the right thing to do. It's amazing, and it's true, so I'll quit trying to justify. I don't want to get bogged down in Vietnam, Iraq, or Afghanistan. I want to tell my story. Technology and corporate capitalism created a perfect storm for total human control. It was easy to convince almost all of the humans that they deserved to have a better life than all the other humans. It was easy to convince almost all of those humans that they had a chance to have a better life than all of those other humans. And with that done, it was easy to get all of the humans to point their fingers at each other and blame those with less power than themselves for them not having as much power as they wanted. Social media and data analytics made it easy to manipulate huge swaths of the population. The bizarre result was millions of poor people voting for an exploitive billionaire. Millions of business people voting for a business person who had lost far more than he'd created. Millions of Christians vote for the least Christian person ever. Millions of Jewish people to vote for a guy who repeatedly made Nazi references. And millions of women to vote for a rapist. In truth... Donald John Trump was the pinnacle of human evolution. He was everything that humans had been heading towards since those long ago days when multiple human species were clubbed to death by Homo sapiens. If ever there was a perfect example of humanity, Trump was it. And after the election of 2016, he finally took his place as the most powerful primate in the world. One thing was certain, he was never going to let go of that power. Okay, you guys, that's the prologue. I will tease you with the name of chapter 1 for the next podcast. Chapter 1 is called The Pinnacle of Human Evolution and Conceit. Uh you can imagine where that goes, but you have no idea where this story's going. I'll tell you that now. I'm uh, about 25,000 words into it right now. Expected to be about a 100,000 word novel and it is speculative fiction and there's a lot of um a lot of real people uh who are used as characters in this. So, uh don't get your panties in a bunch or as a matter of fact, go ahead. Anyway, my name's Christopher Demicio. I am Vagabond and I hope you enjoy a very good novel coronavirus. Aloha.